my sixes. Welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagy. In this episode, I just share about my brain in a normal day in the life. I reveal what are the automatic things that happen and some of the things I do to manage that so that I can have more of the experience that I want as opposed to just letting my brain have its way with me like our brains like to do. I hope you find it useful and relatable. Talk to you all soon. Hello, sixes. Welcome. So today I am just going to basically open up my brain, show behind the curtain in a real-time sort of stressy situation. I'm going to share the pitfalls, <laughs> the possibilities that I see for myself, as well as how I manage it, how I orient. I just want to use this real-time scenario to just kind of reveal some of the work I do because I think it will be useful or maybe at least entertaining or relatable, I'm hoping. Not all of you will be able to relate to every bit because as sixes, you know, we all have different ways that we lean, different things that are important to us, different things that are stressful to us. And it's not all the same in terms of the particular things. However, the underlying mechanism of stress and the potential pitfalls of where our brain goes, I'm hoping will be relatable. So the situation is that today is the last day before my family and I leave on a three-week vacation, which is amazing. And of course, I'm super excited and really happy to get to do it. It's the first time in the five years I've been in business that I'm actually taking uh, an actual vacation. There might be a bit of workaholism in this system here. Anyway, we have an RV. We became RV people during COVID. That was not part of our life plan. Neither was COVID. <laughs> we tend to be road trippers. That's just how we always do our family things. And we really like national parks, spend as much time in national parks as we can. So we're getting to leave the hot hell of Texas and drive up north. We're going to Glacier National Park. We're going to Olympic National Forest, which by the way, Olympic National Forest, it is such a unique, magical place. Highly recommend. Going down to the Redwoods, which is probably my favorite place I've ever been. So places like that, I'm really excited. Great. So what's the problem? The problem is my brain. So let's go, let's go in. Let's dive in, brain. So today's the last day and I have too much to do is what my brain is telling me. You have too many things to do and there's no way you're going to get it all done. Okay, that's what my brain is telling me. 
So what happens then when I'm feeling pressure is my brain really... So the pressure is uncomfortable. I don't like it. Uh, You know, there's probably some thoughts in there. If it all doesn't get done, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so the first sort of thing to do is to fill in that dot, dot, dot. One of the things we do as sixes, it was we just leave ourselves in the what ifs. So I'm feeling stress. My thought is there's too much to do. It's very uncomfortable. So without sort of the steps that I'm going to share with you on the back end, without those things, what happens is I feel the pressure of being stressed. I'm going to have some like amorphous fear around not getting things done and something bad happening and basically it being my fault. Well, I don't want anything to be my fault. So pretty automatically, my brain shoots out into the world and starts casting its gaze at who is actually at fault here, right? This is what happens often, go into stress. We don't want to be at fault. So whose problem is this? Who caused this discomfort in me? Who caused this pressure? my brain can start listing off a multitude of folks. One, my husband, he probably hasn't done enough or something like that if I if I wanted to go there. Although I don't really have any, I don't have a leg to stand on in this case, but my brain will try there first. Is this somehow Bob's fault, this discomfort that I'm experiencing? Okay, then there's my son's band teacher who demanded that we have a suit fit done before August 1st or we're not going to be here. So I have to take my son to get a suit fitting today because I couldn't do it earlier in the week. Can't remember why. So you've got the husband, you've got the middle school band teacher. (laughs) We've got... my kids and my animals. There's beings who just like want my attention. They're here in the house. They need to eat. They need all these things. So because I'm feeling pressure, I can get really sharp at them, right? I could start being mean to my kids. Like, just take care of yourself. Just get the RV packed. Just, can you guys just like, basically, how dare you put upon me all of these expectations, right? How dare all of the external world put these expectations upon me? Okay, then we can also look at like what I actually am doing today. I have client calls. I have to run a million errands. Listen to have to. Have client calls. Have to run a million errands. Have to finish podcasting stuff because I have to have episodes all ready to go while I'm gone. Have to, have to, have to. Okay, this is where we get to slow down and actually question all of the have-tos. So when I look at the have-tos, I can see that very clearly, I created my own client schedule for the week. I am the one who decided must have podcast episodes out every week. That is a rule that my brain made up, right? Everyone would survive if 
no episode came out one week, I'd probably get a couple messages. Nobody else would really think about it. <laughs> but my brain was like, no, must, dot, dot, dot. I've made, I've created these rules. So if I can own that my part in the creation of my current situation, I'm in a much better spot. Now, what can happen is if I take my focus off the external problems for my current state, so I don't have sort of like my anger and irritation to fuel me, then I'm in danger of turning all of that energy inward. How could you have waited so long to do this? Why couldn't you have gotten that done earlier? Why are you so disorganized? Why can't you plan better? These are the things that my brain offers me. I don't have the great 60 planning stuff. I, I really don't. Those of you that have it, I don't know, don't um, take it for granted. It's actually really valuable <laughs> to be able to look ahead, make a list, decide what you're going to do. This is a separate conversation, but really... The parts that we do have that we take for granted, we just need to be aware of that, their usefulness. So I don't have that. So I often show up in situations at the sort of end where I'm like, what happened? How did I get here with so much to do? So I can really take myself out with that, but I don't because I've learned, not because, oh, I'm... Not because I don't have the potential to do that, but because I've built a relationship with myself that is supportive, that holds the fact that I'm a human being with certain capacities and serious limitations. And that's part of being a human. Back to my conversation I had with Laura, which I just love this idea so much, right? There is, if we consider whole integrated humaning as this completed tapestry. None of us have that completed tapestry. We have parts that are gorgeous, that are well-developed. We have parts that are just frayed and, you know, strands that aren't even there. That is humaning. That is every human. So yeah, the parts of my tapestry that are not developed kind of kick me in the butt when it comes to situations like this. So because I have some compassion around my own limitations, that actually really helps me. Well, that actually just really helps me right there. I mean, I feel so much calmer when I'm like, yeah, of course, this is how the day before vacation looks because this is how you operate. <laughs> and. It's uncomfortable. It's crunchy. And it's okay. It's going to be okay. So that allows me to pull back my irritation and anger from other people who I may harm, particularly my kids. My kids are at the most risk today of getting treated poorly if I don't have myself sturdy. They're the ones who are most at risk, myself and my kids. And I really, that's something that's really important to me. That's something I really value is how is my stressy sixiness, 
How does that show up and impact the people in my life? This is the other thing that, you know, I hope the podcast is sort of building this idea for us is that we, just because we see ourselves as powerless and at the whim of all the people, that doesn't actually mean it's true. We impact people. And when we are really in stress and when we are in that like ping pong sexy thing, that's hard on people. It really can be. So that's something that I've really owned over the years. And so it's really important to me that I have set myself up for today to be a hard day. I don't need to be mad at myself for that. And I don't need to be mad at anybody else for that. I can just really be with my humanity. And that's like, it's all okay. It really is all okay. So the other thing that's on on deck here is something I've started calling transition anxiety. There's just a destabilization for many of us as we go through transitions. Because even if they're good transitions, even if everyone thinks, oh, you should feel so great about that. You should go have such a good time. You should write all those things that people think. The truth is transitions can be very destabilizing and stressful because even if they're good, you're stepping into uncertainty. And that matters. So I'm caring for myself around that. I'm noticing, and it's actually not that bad, probably because I've been aware of it. Transition anxiety is a real thing. What does pop up for me when I go on vacation or have any kind of big transition is health anxiety. Health anxiety and parent anxiety are my top two Achilles heels. We generally have anxiety in, well, there's more than that, but generally we have a couple particular things in our life where the anxiety kind of hooks and you might just notice flares there anxiety flares in your particular areas of sensitivity when you're in any kind of transition or when anything feels hard or there's any kind of stress. For some people, it's work. For some people, it's their primary relationship. For some people, I mean, you know you, what are yours? It's really good to be aware of those because then when it happens, you can start to notice like, oh, this thing that happens to me when I'm stressed is happening. Okay, I may, may not have anything to do with anything that's accurate or truthful. It's just the thing that happens in my brain when I get stressed. Good to know. Okay, what do I do to take care of myself in that? For me today, I've already meditated. I went for a walk. I really made sure to take care of myself first. Otherwise, I knew I could feel it in my body that it was just going to start coming out at the people around me. Okay. I'm hoping I got some actual tips in there. I'm hoping that there's two things I really wanted to convey here. One, it gets easier. The more skills we get on board, the more we really, really learn to orient to ourselves as whole human beings who have impact in the world, who are not pieces of crap or the most all-knowing smarty smarts ever. Like none of that 
that is accurate. We're humans, humaning with other humans. And we don't, we don't do enough to control what we can't control, which is ourselves, which is our emotional regulation, owning our own choices. So many of the things we think we have to do are rules that our brains made up because our brain is hypervigilantly trying to keep us out of trouble, which I'm going to do a podcast on that really, really soon. This whole really distinct fear that most of us are carrying around really trying to orient to not getting in trouble, not having people be mad at us. That is a real subconscious thing that is just driving a whole lot of what's going on for us. So podcast on that to come soon. Yeah, you might just be okay. You might just have more to lean on inside of us than we realize. And if transitions are hard, that's fine. That's normal. Let it be hard. One of the things that can really help us is to learn to let what's hard be hard, be a challenge without automatically needing a bad guy. Life is just hard. And when our brains are constantly looking for who's to blame for the hard, who's the problem here, we miss any kind of creative problem solving. We miss self-compassion. We miss compassion for others and how they're showing up in the world. There's so much that we miss when the automatic meaning-making around any challenge is that there's someone to blame, there's someone at fault. It's either you or it's me. And so let what's hard be hard without letting the automatic brain finding who the problem is. Like that's going to happen. That's not a problem. We just don't want that to be the end of the thinking about the situation. So this morning when I knew that it was going to be a rough day, I wanted it to be someone's fault automatically. I don't let my automatic brain do all my thinking. So I took care of my body, brought on these other things, gave myself a break for being human. And then I was able to really get into, okay, how am I going to do this day? And keep my energy more where I wanted it. So that's the other thing. We want to see the automatic villainizing that our brain does when things are hard and notice it and start to work with it in new ways. How would you approach life and challenges if there wasn't a bad guy, if there didn't have to be a bad guy? What other kinds of thinking would that allow for? Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. I'll be back in a few weeks. Okay, I just wanted to check in at the end of the day. I recorded that podcast at the beginning of the day where there were too many things to do. And now it is the end of the day of too many things to do. There's still too much to do. But what I wanted to say, I just wanted to report. I was not able to regulate my emotions as much as I might have hoped. And emotional regulation, keeping ourselves 
intact and managing all of the intensity that our bodies create is a lot of work. And we're not always going to get it right. It's really okay. What is gold is the ability to repair, the ability to own what is ours to own, to notice potential impact and apologize for it. Notice it, not in a grovelly kind of way, just in a, oh, hey, listen, that was me. That's mine. I'm stressed. I'm frustrated. I don't mean to treat you like that. I don't mean to whatever the heck. Those moments are so reparative and connecting and really just proof that we do not have to be perfect, period. So here's to humaning, here's to sexiness. And now I really will talk to y'all in a few weeks. Okay, bye. Bye.